you know, you, uh, you can try all night just trying to take home the perfect girl or whatever, and you never really know what's going to happen, right? Mm -hmm. And I mean, at the end of the day, like, if she has a dick, jackpot. Welcome back to Show Me Yours with Jackie and Johnny, everybody. I'm Jackie Agnew. I'm Johnny DeVito. And uh, before we get started with this episode, I just want to give uh, a little bit of thanks. I think this is our fourth episode and people are actually watching, yeah. giving us a little feedback, which is exciting. Um, yeah. We... We're going to do this regardless if you guys watch. I want you to know that. But the fact We've that you are. already been doing this regardless. It's true. But the fact that you are watching and, um, and giving us a little feedback is, um, is very cool and very exciting. Mm -hmm. Because I just want to apologize off the top to all of our listeners out there that I think that in our last episode, I might have just been too excited and mm -hmm. I might have been actually spreading disinformation. Okay. Which is a problem, mm -hmm. I think, right now um, in the world. And I'm yeah, going to... fake news. Yeah, we can't be doing that. We don't no. do that on Show Me Yours. We're not about fake news. We're not. We're about um, that real news. We're about that real news. So <laughs> um, we have an advancement um, to the story. Last week, we were talking about Trifalia, mm -hmm. um, our new band, yeah. um, second album coming out yesterday. Would Double Dick be Bifalia? I believe so. I believe so. And, oh... <laughs> Just like the rest of you guys, when a light bulb shines in those eyes, I get excited too. So we were discussing a biphallic gentleman that went on um, uh, that went on to Reddit and had an Ask Me Anything. And um, he was affectionately named Double Dick Dude by, yeah. by the internet, by the community at large. And I was very infatuated with it at the time. Mm -hmm. And when I was reading that, I, I really went in depth and um, I was most captivated by the picture that, was, that, that he'd posted um, with two soft penises. Right. And um, I was speaking about the configuration of Double Dick Dude. And the that prong. they, yeah, they, they broke off like a handlebar, like a Fu Manchu mustache. Yes. You know, with, with balls in the middle. Yeah. Right? It's Probably the coolest. Two roads diverging at a. Never mind. I'm not going to Oh my God. Okay. Okay. Two, yeah. <laughs> I kind of wanted her to, but we'll come back to that. So basically, um, we have a listener, a very good friend of mine. Um, he asked me not to say his name and I'm going to, and I'm going to, I'm going to honor that mm -hmm. um, because he has a real life and uh, you know, you don't want to, you don't want other people to know that you have more information on double dick dude than you need to. Yeah, I think, that's true. right? Like we're fine with it. Yeah. Yeah. But like, you know, he's a respectable Just member of society. Yeah, an everyday working man. Absolutely. Right. Yeah, so you don't need to be put on blast. We're not going to blow your spot up, bro. But what he did say to me is that like, I was a little bit, ill-informed on um i guess all the intricacies of mm -hmm. double dick dudes so he sent me a video that was just absolutely fascinating to me um and i cannot confirm if double dick dude in the video that he sent to me was the same double dick dude yeah. as the reddit guy yeah up to the listener if any of you guys can give us some more information on that i'm fascinated i need to know but the double dick dude that I was referring to in the in the handlebar dick situation, mm -hmm. this is not what we're dealing with in this video. Not at all. Jackie, I showed you the video. Can you I describe know. a I, little bit for our listener? Well, it's uh, as as you said, it's not a, a it's not a lizard tongue situation. It's uh, it's like a like a bunk bed, like one on top of the other. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Totally. <laughs> and in this in this video, you yeah. have a you 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 have a, a female performer yeah. that is getting very excited to do the scene. Yeah, it's I mean it's well written. There's some suspense at the beginning. There really is, know? and and a surprise like really like a first act turn. Yeah, a real first act turn. Yeah, I think that, a, uh, a good twist off the top. So basically, um, this uh, the camera guy is speaking to the to the female performer mm -hmm. and um, about the size. Of, yeah. of this dick that's popping out of this guy's shirt. Yeah. And she's like, yeah, fantastic. This is, you know, good good member here. We can mm -hmm. roll with that. And he goes, well, do you want to see the other? And he pulls his shirt up, and a second dick of equal or probably bigger size flops mm -hmm. out. Not flops. They're both They're fully, fully erect. erect. They're... <laughs> Have you guys ever seen Seven? I mean, it's weird because you can't answer, but if you've ever seen the movie Seven, then um, there's, a, there's a device that is uh, that is the 
the murder. What well, fucking Kevin Spacey? Come on, yeah, yeah. watch yeah. a fucking movie. Spoiler. Anyway, Kevin Spacey <laughs> gets this. Uh, yeah, he gets this fellow to make now. this um this this leather apparatus, mm-hmm. right? And uh, that's kind of what it reminded me of. Not because there was like a knife attached, mm-hmm. um, but it was just like two dick daggers that were gonna do some serious yeah. damage. Her reaction was good too. She said, "Who <laughs> She's the like, fuck Who are you?" Are you? <laughs> Just, which is like a, a fair reaction. <laughs> which is fascinating. And in... So in the last episode, I was just kind of speaking factually of what uh-huh. I saw. But watching but this in action... I'm I'm, I'm, yeah. I'm, I'm I'm just... I don't know, for my own sake, maybe like I'm, I'm hoping or maybe like yeah. I didn't examine the, the double dick picture as much as I thought I did. And trust right. me, like I, I examined it. <laughs> but in this particular case, mm-hmm. I think that it's um just physically uh, a better design i think for um for the for the sex at hand and for the sex that took place in in this in this film yeah yeah certainly functional like seeing it go down i would have to say that i think this uh one on top of the other situation might be more functional depending on what you're into if if, i i think Oh no! Because like if it was a, a lay down spoon situation, then yeah. it would still be more functional for the dicks to be right on top of each other. Yeah. In what world? Like you'd be like, the female performer in this situation would have to be like laying on the side, and you'd have to be like standing up. Yeah. For that not to be like weird, or else you're getting yeah. your dicks twisted. Yeah, yeah. And like, yeah, come on, we all know that we're not twisted. twisting dicks here, yeah. right? Like, <laughs> yeah. I whist- I'm whistling Dixie. I'm not twisting yeah. dicks. Like, yeah, that's yeah. Probably like the only rule that I have for happiness in life. No twisting dicks. Yeah. Yeah. Um, that's, so that's I just, I, right off the top, I just want to apologize to the listener for maybe my ignorance. Mm-hmm. Um, but we're gonna move forward, and mm-hmm. um, and we're gonna continue to report on 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 anything double dick related. You know what? My immediate thought is that. In, uh, say, what, like the hundreds of double dicks out there, are there, so if there's like this one on top of the other yeah. situation, circling back to our, our underballer conversation, could it be like an over dick, dick balls dick, a, an over under? In a dick ball dick scenario, <laughs> I think that the bottom cock is, I mean, it's... It's still going to be functional. And I mean, mm-hmm. if you have the length that this guy's working with, and I don't think you have anything to worry about, mm-hmm. but I would worry about the balls being in the middle as like a contact zone for, yeah. for, for penetration and kind of like a slap or back. You get thing. a little bit crushed. When your balls, well, Jack, if you had a set of balls and you would know that when they get hit, they kind of feel like they're up in your tummy. Okay. Right. So imagine mm-hmm. you're just banging away and yeah. the entire time, like you're having to deal with the pain, the immense like discomfort of like your balls feeling like they're going into your stomach. That's why, just for just for strictly for comfort, mm-hmm. I'm and gonna s- I'm gonna hope that that's be not the situation. Sandwiched in between two dicks. Which I mean, for like some balls, I'm sure would love that. Mm-hmm. Like I in a just ideally, you know, from like an idealistic standpoint, but. I don't think that it's actually like conducive to a comfortable lifestyle. Uh, yeah, I would have to agree. I'm utterly fascinated. And honestly, if there's any double dick dudes out there watching. Please reach out. Come on. We won't even make you do you a on. fucking record. Like, yeah. we just want to talk to you. Like, <laughs> you um, can show us your dicks. <laughs> show us yours and it would be like a, like an actual plural yeah. i've been doing too much english grammar this week that i can't get lost up i can't get mm-hmm. we can't get lost in the in, in the weeds of dicks here yeah we can't get in the, lost in the dick weeds <laughs> well i guess we're gonna i mean i imagine like seaweed but like little tiny penises well on the on, on the topic of double dick dudes there's a, a woman with two vaginas that just in the news recently when the doctors told her that she had two vaginas, I, th- I believe during giving birth or something like that, mm-hmm. um, welcome to Show Me Yours, where we only read the headline and we don't read the article <laughs> yeah. at all. Um, but from what I gathered from like the headline in the first paragraph or whatever, it was usually the majority of like the news that I read. Because mm-hmm. then I can make up the rest of the story, right? That's why like Bigfoot and all that shit is so much fun to read about. Because yes. like if you get to the end of the article, then it's bullshit. Yeah. Right? But like if you still have some imagination and some whimsy in your life, Wednesday. Article, yeah. one, you know, um, headline, one paragraph, and then move on with your day, right? Sure. Create the rest right. of the logic up for yourself because we're on a spinning rock through um, space right now and nothing really matters. Yeah. I, but in the in the case of a double v- vaginal woman or mm-hmm. difal... Di- 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 vag... Uh, di- vag... Di- I don't know. 
We'll circle back. Yeah, we'll circle back. (laughs) But in the case of, of, in in her particular case, you don't have like a vagina on top and bottom or a vagina side to side. Hers is like, like it's a vagina within a vagina that's like kind of like, um, that would be like a fork in the road maybe mm. you know what i mean like that at, oh, at that fork I in the road see. that's where you find like the devil and you can like sell your soul to be like really good right. at guitar or whatever but i think like that's the crossroads that they've been talking about because it's an elusive crossroad that you've never really met the devil at so when this if you have two vaginas you have a vagina within a vagina and you're having sex does the if if you're if you're having sex with a guy would the dick it, it just chooses which way it wants to go my dick like my dick thinks for me but it can't necessarily dictate direction dictate you know, nice. <laughs> <laughs> we're just all right <laughs> so, we just come up with this shit this is, this is how it goes so but like so my dick might like guide my path mm-hmm. but once it gets there like it's not gonna like decide to detour i believe that like you would have to have a serious curve situation right or you'd have to be like at a weird angle and then maybe you'd like break through like another i don't know i honestly don't know how that would feel but it must have been i mean if it wasn't discovered until she was giving birth it must have been pretty tucked away there that's and like a back road honestly it's so weird to think that like um I don't know. No, no, because then I, I don't want to like, you know, discredit or, or, or get on the fact. I'm just thinking of like every guy that she dumped now mm-hmm. is like, how the fuck did I not see that? You know what I mean? There's a level of like masculinity or like machoism, you know, yeah. no matter like how hard as like a man, you try to like kind of shake a lot of that shit off. You still yeah. want to be a dude or whatever, but like there's part of you that still gets jealous for dumb reasons mm-hmm. or, you know what I mean? Like, I'm sure that's like going to make somebody's blood boil. Like, you know what I mean? You'd think that you're, um, pretty astute pretty um (laughs) yeah right like you're i (laughs) i don't just let the world pass me by right i stop and smell the roses and i really notice things or at least i try to right and if i found out that i didn't notice like a whole other vagina there then like i feel like that's that's you know that's on me and that's probably like the reason why you know i've never been on a search and rescue team or um you know nobody's ever asked me to go like hunt for buried treasure Mm-hmm. unfortunately and I, I and i think that's probably attached to the reason that i've never found a second vagina i do kind of like that the second vagina is much more elusive than the second dick the second dick you couldn't miss if you tried you couldn't mi- no I, I think if you even saw it through the pants you'd be like there's something going on in there, <laughs> yeah <man." laughs> like you got a huge dick why are you stuffing like a cucumber next to your huge cock there's <laughs> yeah. oh oh maybe you might be one of these elusive double dick dudes yeah yeah absolutely fascinating yeah um if you ran into a double dick dude, what do you do? Well, I mean, it would depend on the situation. I feel like just like, you know, out out in the field doing doing work. I uh So in the scenario, <laughs> you're a farmhand? <laughs> And then feel like metaphorically. Yeah, you're. Oh, oh, okay. Sorry, sorry. I was. I'm just trying to paint the picture for myself, as you most, as you'd like to do. And it was just funny to me that you had a straw hat all of a sudden. Uh, but if say I, you know, meet meet a guy and it's like casual, and it's just sort of like a, a one night stand yep. type thing. Yeah. And he has two dicks. I don't know. I probably honestly at first I'd be uh, really overwhelmed. Mm-hmm. and a bit anxious yeah because uh, i then in that situation typically i know more or less how things are going to proceed sure but sure. if all of a sudden a second dick is introduced into the into the situation then i no longer know how it's gonna go this changes everything yeah so i feel like anxiety uh i don't know uh but like say if it was like a guy who like i uh like knew or got to know like before we hooked up and then there was like another so do you so in this scenario is double is this particular double dick dude like Mm -hmm. a really nice guy and like on the third date he's gonna tell you by the way i have two dicks yeah or if he just pulls them out because i think those are two different well okay yeah if i i in this scenario he would tell me beforehand if you if you're like going on dates with someone and then you just don't 
mention it until like the third date and you're like have about to have sex and then it's just there this is important information to any double dick dude that's out there maybe let somebody know right like i mean don't just i mean depending on the situation sure but uh yeah, I think if that were the case, I would be pretty put off by it. If okay. I if it was someone who I'd gone on multiple dates with, yeah. and then like we were finally hooking up, and there was just no mention of it until yeah. until he whipped whipped them out, mm-hmm. then I would be kind of upset. Interesting. I'd be like, this should have been like a mentioned. I yeah, like, I'd be even th- five minutes ago. Well, there's like, a, it's there's a level of like um, maybe like sexual depravity or something that mm-hmm. like like comes to my mind. I, there's a great joke that my dad told me one time and, um, I don't want to butcher it, but basically it goes like, you know, you, uh, you can try all night just trying to take home the perfect girl or whatever. And you never really know what's going to happen. Right. Mm -hmm. And I mean, at the end of the day, like if she has a dick jackpot, (laughs) so in that particular situation, you know what I mean? Um, I think that like, just like, uh, nobody's ever asked me to go like hunt for buried treasure or or do any of that but people do ask me to go explore right because like i mean i i own the raccoon hat and i and i have a canoe yeah so i'm willing to like trudge forward yeah you know and 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 find a better life i think for for everybody yeah and i think that you know what i mean you gotta try it right well again it depends on the it depends on if I, f- I felt safe in this situation sure. again if this if this was just wasn't mentioned beforehand yeah. and it was a surprise I like wouldn't I would no longer feel safe and then I would no longer be having fun in that, that situation. That makes sense. That makes sense. But if it was like talked about beforehand, then I would be more more open to it. Okay, like, so oh, well, show me yeah. yours to split down the middle on double dick, dude. Because um, <laughs> <laughs> I'm saying go for it. But uh, I'm not saying don't go for it. Yeah. I'm just saying I. It would need to be discussed beforehand. I think okay. for me to to jump into the waters. Looking at I all you double dick dudes. I just want to be surprised dudes. by it. Yeah. That's no. That's totally fair. Yeah. I, I I think that's completely reasonable. Yeah. Um. But. You know, you can't really, like, dictate other people's behavior. And I think that's, mm-hmm. like, a great segue to get into this album is that yeah. we have no control over any <laughs> <laughs> over any amount of penises in anybody's pants or yes. at the rate that they're going to decide to show us them. That's true. You know, so in that... And also, like, I mean, there's lockdowns. We can't, like, leave the fucking... Ho- or what... You know, yeah. the, the, the whole world is in a bag of shit right now. And... As that perfect segue, today, ladies and gentlemen, on Show Me Yours, we are talking about one of my favorite albums of all time, the 1989 classic, Bad Religion, No Control. <laughs> it's very exciting to me. Um, yeah. When we're also reaching out for a producer and stuff, so like this would be like your part to put in some, uh, you know, yeah. a little bit of, yeah. So <laughs> yeah, anybody that wants to join ideas. the team, come on. Um I'm really excited to talk about this record. We're gonna, I don't know, we're gonna brush past a little bit of it, but like before yeah. we butcher it again, like we tried to do, like <laughs> yeah. we tried to do this episode Full last week. We've recorded this episode once before, and um, that episode may never come to light. We haven't even been able to watch it ourselves. Yeah, it's pretty bad. Basically, what we do now is we don't record episodes after we go for lunch and have day drinks. Yeah. It's just not going to do good. I really like this. And as much as I love you know, talking about double dicks and, and keeping this podcast more on the comedy <laughs> route than it is on the music route. Yeah. I don't feel like I did an album that I really love justice. I don't think we did anything justice no. in that. <laughs> I think it's just drunken us drunkenly talking over each other probably the whole time. That's absolutely what it is. And I mean that's if you think that's all this is, then imagine how fucking bad that other yeah. one was. Um but getting into it for anybody that doesn't know Bad Religion is one of the greatest bands of all time to me. Um it's obviously a, a statement that I'm going to throw out there, but I will put this band up against anybody else they've uh I don't know 35 plus year career so many albums so many classics and this one in particular comes out in a lineup that i don't think any band is going to have that kind of success in 1988 i believe they put out um suffer which is one of their arguably one of their greatest records of all time i had to sit and look at no control and suffer and be like which album are we going to talk about because Mm -hmm. they're both that good so we'll get that out of the way and then one year later no control comes out one year later after that against the grain comes out in 1990 which is 
fucking wild. Mm-hmm. I think that that um, that output, just in general, I think for any band to do like you know three albums three years in a row back to back and be touring and whatnot, I think yeah. is a is a is a feat that not a lot of bands do. But in this particular case, for those three records back to back to be, I mean, amazing, something that it, like defined my <laughs> my reasoning, my the way that I look at the world and mm-hmm. um and still hold up, I think to this day, deserves a a fair shake where we're not half in the bag or fully in the bag <laughs> yeah. when we're going through it. Yeah. So for the listener, um, Bad Religion has had a, a few different lineup changes throughout the years. On this particular album, um, Greg Graffin was always, still is, um, the doing lead vocals. Brett Gerwitz um, on guitar, Jay Bentley on bass, Greg Hedson on lead and rhythm guitar, and Pete Finestone on drums. Um, this particular lineup, I think, is uh, with um, with Jay Bentley, Greg Hedson, Greg Graffin, um, and Brett Gerwitz. I think that that's kind of your your main core. I don't want to speak out of turn about the Bad Religion drummers or the drummer changes or whatever that they've went through because I don't necessarily know about them, mm-hmm. and I don't care enough for to make that a a part of the episode because <laughs> um, this band is so much. You know what I mean? Front and those fucking drums are blazing. I'm not, you know, yeah. don't want to speak disparagingly about anybody that's played drums for Bad Religion. And I'm going to feel really bad if Pete Feinstone has been a fucking fixture in the band for the entire 35 years. <laughs> that's just um, research that I didn't do. Yeah. You know? That's all right. But the album is absolutely lightning fast. Yes. Um, the lyrical content is so goddamn dense that you need a fucking dictionary to understand half the words that are coming out of um, yeah. the mouths in here. We were looking up half the words. We really we did. To it. Yeah. And um and yeah, it was just it was a cool record for me to share with a friend, especially, you know, um somebody that didn't grow up on this kind of music. And I think that I could give you a lot of albums that might not necessarily be easy listening, but Bad mm-hmm. Religion has like hardcore roots, it's lightning fast, but it's mm-hmm. incredibly melodic. And I think that Yeah. Did I do good? What what'd you think of the record? Yeah, no, I I really liked it. Um <laughs> especially like um after like we listened to it and we were reading along with the the lyrics then i think because i'd listened to it a few times before then and i liked it but um again like i hadn't read the lyrics and mm-hmm. so it was hard like i didn't really get it it's also pretty fast too like i think this is out uh, clocks in like 26 minutes yeah it's, so uh, if you blink it's kind of gone yeah right if you start like doing something and, and leave Voodoo it in the background less than two Voodoo <laughs> And I fucking stand by that. That's why... I, I don't know. That's why I think I like it. There's a song on this album called I Want to Conquer the World. And I'm not a musician. I don't know anything about it. But if you listen to it, I'm pretty sure there's like three different guitar solos and like mm-hmm. fucking chord Like uh, a bunch of different shit happening in this thing in like less than... Maybe a two-minute song? Minute yeah. and 50 seconds or They're something all, like that? Well, like the, the first um, song is less than a minute. And it's probably one of the... Like, yeah, okay, so if we're going to start off the top of it, like, the the first track on this album is called Change of Ideas. Mm-hmm. And when you listen to that thing, it resonates just as much now as it did then. I think that's, mm-hmm. like, a running theme of a lot of the music that we talk about. Yeah. Um, is that I think every album that we've done has come out in the 80s, I think, so far before. We're going to we're uh, gonna, we're gonna get into a couple more genres. A we're going to do... Electric Ladyland was the 60s. Was, oh, no shit. Okay. Yeah. Even Very still cool. old. Yeah, yeah. But, I th- but I think that, like, a constant running theme is that um, I think we both, like... Um, you know, music that kind of spits in the face of the man and, and, and yeah, kind of yeah. advocates lasting, for change, right? Lasting themes that unfortunately still resonate yeah. uh, because not not a lot has changed, really. I mean, I don't know. I feel like everyone says nothing has changed, which is like in some, in like a larger sense is very true. Nothing has changed, but mm-hmm. you can't, you obviously can't ignore the changes that that have occurred that's true i mean uh, like progress i think moves very slowly yeah and in the sense that life might be better now than it has been before um for whatever reason it's still do like it's still pretty apparent that yeah in like very broad strokes mm -hmm. for but for you know a lot of uh different people life is probably worse now oh my god i couldn't yeah absolutely um but that being said um the, the themes are all just as poignant today as they were when they came out, yeah. I'm sure. Maybe even more so today. Because I feel like in the last um, last five, 
well, yeah, the last five years or so, since probably the 2016 election, people have become much more politically active and, and aware. Oh, and yeah. And so, like, an album like this... Also, I think voices are amplified too, right? Like you're, totally. we're seeing well, things. Well, we have that, so many different platforms. Yeah, and heard. everybody is um, is filming something. And by the way, if you see some shit happening and you pick out your phone to film it before you maybe fucking do the right thing and maybe help, uh, you're a fucking asshole. But yeah. anyway, <laughs> let's, let's try to let's try to move yeah. away from that thing and and then try to help the fellow yeah. man or something. You know, that's what it seems to be. But I've never like filmed anything crazy in the street because I don't know if like. If my first instinct is like to pull my phone out and film something, but at the same yeah. time too, like it's also a positive that that's happening now because yeah, of course, you there know what I mean. Been tons of especially yeah. with like police reform and stuff like that. Like you fucking 100%. need to film this bullshit, right? Yeah. Um, which is fantastic, but like, um, it's like I can't just like take a shit in an alley anymore without know. you know with, yeah. without like nothing gold can stay. Nothing gold can stay. Um, <laughs> but yeah, I th um, on that note. What do you think is, um, if, uh, if the world is so bleak and, um, and even like the lyrics that kind of, you know, drive this album are kind of as well, like, do you think that any like real societal change, is it going to be anything that we're going to see in our lifetime? And if we do, like, is it going to come out of anything except for like utter chaos? Like is the next step either apocalypse or just to continue, um, on the path that we're on? I mean... Without getting like too uh, like into the weeds with we my, can talk about like, dicks again. Well, yeah, let's go back to the dick weeds. <laughs> <laughs> um, but without going too deep into my own political beliefs, I think that there is real hope for change. But I think what needs to be overcome is so powerful. The whole um, political system is designed to keep things as they are mm -hmm. and for to have real meaningful change the whole system has to change and that's a huge task and even when yeah. we see uh politi politicians like bernie sanders and like aoc that have a huge following people love them bernie sanders the most popular politician in in the states probably in i think North by America, far he's got like more of like a rock star era about him than he does well, yeah, it, but it's, it's, it's kind of like um it's it's upsetting to see because you can see the system kind of just like roll over well that. exactly mm -hmm. because he has all the support in the world yeah but he still for two uh election cycles he was defeated by his own party that you know just destroyed him before he could even move forward yeah killer mike just yeah. wasn't enough <laughs> like we love run the jewels like the man people, you'd think that endorsement would have like and and yeah but joe rogan and, and killer mike who's less than any politician out there yeah. is probably apparently and i think the way that's the real discouraging part is that a politician that has that much support and that could bring about meaningful change the system itself is so set against that and like the Democratic yeah. Party would rather lose to a Republican than have uh, someone like Bernie Sanders come and change everything because the Democrats, they're ever, all the politicians who are taking money from from corporations, it's all from the same people. So the Democrats are just paid to like lose and stay silent and not let people like Bernie Sanders come and actually change stuff. So everyone is you know filling their their money or their pockets with money yeah they're fucking keep, pigs and it's greed yeah right? at the end of the day there's the not same. two different sides right it's like yeah. how can um i think i i think of it all as like individualist and if there's any way that um doesn't matter what side you're you're on and i think that's a, kind of the same thing in canada too i mean you can mm -hmm. appear to be one thing like our liberal party is probably not as you know liberal as they fucking as well yeah the bc liberals are yeah as as the name yeah. suggests right yeah um so like anybody that's going to like affiliate with themselves with that party i think it's just um it's the like the batman thing like how either you like you, you die a hero you live long enough to see to, to, yeah. to be to become the villain and there's like why the fuck do some of these like politicians have like hundreds of millions of dollars and stuff like that like they're taking in like it's it's such a f it's, it's, it's they're being given that exactly money exactly by, right so yeah. that's why like coming back to the term like we are on a ball floating through space mm -hmm. right and like we need to work eight hours a day to do all of this to, you know what i mean basically right to to keep the machine moving yeah when like should we have just gone into politics instead of comedy <laughs> no i think that's a, 
I it seems I, incredibly lucrative. I ad- admire people who go into politics for the for the right reasons and stay true to their beliefs. That's like but one guy. Yeah, it's very few people, and it just it's just a dreadful career. And especially if you are in it for the right reasons, not to enrich yourself, then it's an absolutely like horrific career. I think to, that if you were to, doing that, then wouldn't you want to like remain local and do like some like municipality shit? Like let's let's yep. let's let's stop Johnny from taking shits in alleys. <laughs> you know, let's try to clean up the community a yeah. little bit because I think like that would be easier to do than it would be to like yeah. actually act, go after like a corporation and then maybe get like globally. I mean, that's that that's the that's but, the term. But like, if you <laughs> if you do, because like anybody that's like really like ever preached peace, or like or or positive change, and had like any kind of like foothold, they're gonna shoot you in the fucking head. Well, right? yeah, exactly. Right, and like, that's well again, Martin it's and a... fucking I. JFK yeah, fucking JFK, John Lennon Bobby. fucking you're gonna get one in the fucking bean, buddy. Yeah, exactly. Anyone, and that's the. I mean, again, the whole system is designed to stop change from happening. So while I think. It's certainly there are things that I'm hopeful about, and I think it's certainly possible uh, to change in the fact that everyone wants it, and there are politicians that want to bring that change truly. But the government is not designed to work for the people; it's designed to work for the corporations that are giving them sure. billions of dollars. So that's sort of the part where... You don't bite the hand that feeds, right? Yeah. Like, at the end of the day, I mean, hey. From a business standpoint, I I get it, right? But, like, you can always do that any time that, you know, you can see... But that's why business and politics shouldn't be combined. Oh, of course. Because from a business standpoint, it makes sense. But that's not what the government should be. Well, exactly. Yeah, but but should. Now now we're speaking, like, ideologically. But it's not designed to be a a business. It's meant to speak for the people. Yeah, but that's ancient Greece. Now we're in fucking 2000 or more Yeah, but that's what I'm later. saying is that no, it's yeah, become no, exactly, so right? corrupt that it's morphed into a big business. Oh, absolutely, right? Yeah. But like, so, um, like going back to that point, is there any hope? Well, that's what, I, that's what <laughs> I'm saying is that I think like yes and no. I think there is hope in the fact that there are um, some really popular uh politicians who are speaking truth to power Mm -hmm. and the people are getting more involved and i think that's really hopeful but at the same time the the whole beast of the political system is it's very difficult to imagine a way to overcome that so yes yes there is some hope but also it's sort of like you have hope but the world is hopeless yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not putting words in your mouth. I'm just, <laughs> I'm just, trying. but okay. So then, um, like changing, uh, changing direction from that. Mm-hmm. If you know the the success happens and the change does come that everybody wants to see, mm-hmm. um, do you get radical movements and like cool art from Utopia? Well, and if you do, would you mm-hmm. want to live there? <laughs> or if you don't, would you want to live there? Well, I was gonna ask you a, a similar question. Uh, Shoot. Which was that? Do you think that like, like punk music like this could have really existed if it weren't for for capitalism and this whole system? I don't. I well, as far as if it did, then I think that it would be um, a a different thing. I think mm-hmm. you're always gonna have like aggressive sounds from the youth. Mm-hmm. Um, so whether it's like fast music and guitars. And like a message, like you're you're always gonna have, um, like a, a a group that you know speak truth to power or whatever, mm-hmm. right? Um, so what that was in like you know the '70s with like the Sex Pistols is basically like a glorified boy band that was kind of put together and shit. But they're still writing songs that kind of mattered. That God Save the Queen and you know what I mean. Everything that they were speaking out against, yeah, um, was right for that time. Um, you go like further into the eighties and you see like the, you know, like the, like with after like Reagan and Nixon and everything like that, then you have like just pure anger and hatred. And I would never want to change the past because of the art that followed. You know what I mean? So like, um, now you have bands like, uh, in the eighties, you know, the dead Kennedys are coming out and, um, the, uh, like minor threat, you have these, like, um, like a political push as well, or mm-hmm. like the bad brains coming out of DC and stuff. And there's, um, I think with like the bad brains and minor threat are probably like my favorite example because you have, um, 
the political, social, all the turmoil that's happening there. But they're also kind of preaching like, um, like a positive mental attitude, the PMA thing, and like, um, kind of discouraging like drink and drug use. So, like, there's something that's mm-hmm. like inherently very positive yeah. out of something that is, you know, completely, you know, destructive and from a distance looks pretty fucking wild. Mm-hmm. You know, um, I think that anybody that's seen like black and white footage of like old 80s shows of like kids moshing and shit like that, and you're like, you don't want to go there. And in a lot of cases, there's some very violent scenes from back then, and I'm you know, not lucky enough to have ever been punched in the face in one of those cities, but you know, I'm sure I'd had a cool story if that was, uh, you know, had that have happened. So no, I think like you need, um, you need that for this particular kind of music to happen. I don't think that, um, if the world wasn't like a capitalist society, like maybe if it was like a communist thing or like a, like socialism or whatever, like if there's still, um, I think if there's still a class structure, and there's still haves and have nots, yeah. then regardless of what the, um, what like the political structure looks like, then I think you're still going to have that. And I think that that's what comes down to everything is like, yeah, people are it's always not, it's, clash. it's exactly. Yeah. I, I think yeah. that the biggest problem in the world right now is like, is the separation between class and the dividing lines. Like I don't fucking hate anybody. I just want to party with everybody unless you're an asshole. Mm-hmm. Do you know what I mean? Like um, every time you meet somebody from a different place, it brings like a, like a cool, you know, view and a, and a plate of food that you never had and like all that, like that's what it's about, right? And if everybody can, you know, get into a really small basement and, you know, fucking swinging around to, you know, to some really fast punk rock music, then yeah. that's even better for me. Yeah. Um, But I think it would be, I think it would be very interesting if the world was like a utopia and punk rock came from it, because then it might not be looked at as cool for me. Yeah. You know what I mean? I'd be like, the fuck are you yelling about? Or, or whatever. I don't, I don't yeah. know. Right. Like you, you need to, it needs to be a driving force against something. There has to be, it's antagonistic for a reason. Right. Cause there are, I mean, there are socialist countries like, uh, you know, Iceland and, and Sweden that, that lean more towards socialism. And I'm sure they have tons of, I don't know anything about Iceland, still. but in Sweden, uh, Mill and Colin, fucking fantastic punk rock band. There's mm-hmm. some good. Um, Refused, I believe, is actually a Swedish <laughs> band as well. Um, yeah, I hope it's not Switzerland. I could be wrong, but yeah, no, I'm pretty sure that like, uh, so that does exist. And um, interestingly enough, um, with like uh, Mill and Colin, more of like a pop punk kind of band. Mm-hmm. I think um, they're definitely there's definitely um, I don't know causes there that you know you could you could find in some of the songs that they're definitely fighting for i think refused on the other side they've gone down like political rabbit holes but i have also kind of just tried to like establish themselves as like a as a band that's different from it so you still right. will probably get that style of music that might be influenced from other things but i mean it's up to the band right because there's also a lot some of my favorite fucking punk bands aren't political at all right yeah, you yeah. Know, they're like have fun fucking dance you big idiot looking at those guys right yeah, like yeah yeah I want to go to a punk show and I want to, I want to, I, I, I want to scream. I want to, you know what I mean? I, like I want to get all the messages across, but I mm-hmm. also want a band to wear the merch from the other band that's on that night and like come up like, we're the corpse. <laughs> I also want that too. Yeah, that's yeah. the shit to me. Right. So like I, at the yeah, end of the day, it is music. Let's dance and have some fun. Yeah, right? totally. But they like, you can't discredit, I think like that tone, especially from this album. Yeah. Um, I don't, I don't think there's anything more like visually appealing than that. Cause when I'm like mm-hmm. 13 years old, I went into, uh, I went into a record store, music stop and trail. And, um, I'm looking for this, you know, for anything that I could find on the back of one of these compilations that I have. Right. Mm-hmm. I know bad religion is on there. I'm like, that's a fucking, that's a great band. And at that time, even in like the two thousands, there was like 15 of them to, to pick through. And I got one called the new America and not as good fine album. But like, if you listen to this and then you listen to that, there's something there that's like, oh wait a minute, like it's it's a lot more melodic. It was a mm-hmm. major label release. There's a lot to it that you can see that's like mm, something happened here. And we're back after minor technical difficulties. <laughs> I apologize. One time we'll have an episode without <laughs> without, without a cut. Yeah. So <laughs> basically, where we left off was um, the difference between um, well. I guess the evolution of the band that you could say, right? Mm-hmm. So with the new America, when I'm like 13 and I've just listened to all this like ripping fast paced, like hardcore punk and like, mm-hmm. I mean, a lot of melodic stuff in there as well. Like I think that 
I I like that melodic, fast-paced, kind of hardcore, whatever. When you mix it all together, I'm just a sucker for fucking love songs, Jackie. Okay? I like pop punk. It's one of my favorite things. <laughs> Me so, too. Yeah, fuck yeah. And I'm, I'm stoked. Like, pretty soon, you're going to have a jean jacket. You're going to cut the sleeves off. You're going to get, like, a fucking core patch on the back. It's going to be dope. But um, when all that... Uh, b- before we get to all of that... Um, <laughs> what I just wanted to say was, like, that, that difference... Um, in the songwriting and the styles and i think that what you have here yes. is that when bad religion goes to i believe atlantic records to make um i think stranger than fiction in the new america or something like that great records for mm-hmm. their own thing uh stranger than fiction even has a cameo from our friend tim armstrong on there oh nice check it out yeah yeah, yeah. you can't understand what the fuck he's saying and uh, <laughs> <laughs> anyway the um uh the album is, is incredibly slower and it just has a different feel to it and i think the reason that we found that out is that um Brett Gerwitz, the guitar player and owner of Epitaph Records, Mm -hmm. writes half the songs along with Greg Graffin. Mm -hmm. Now, Brett is like the owner of like a Fortune 500 company in Epitaph Records. Right. right? They put out The Offspring Smash, and it's one of still probably the most best-selling independent albums of all time. And they've gone Mm -hmm. on to do a bunch of things. There's a million great records put out on Epitaph, and in the past 10 years, a lot of fucking bad ones, too. Um, (laughs) So... When they go to Atlantic, um, Brett isn't in the band. Mm-hmm. And the songwriting gets, and I think that that's why you get a little bit more melody and a little bit, it's not as fast of a punk record. Yes. So we've devised a game here. Yes. So since Johnny is the expert here. I'm a fan of the band. <laughs> I'm not an expert. I'm a fan of the band. We thought it might be fun for Johnny to pick five songs off this record. And guess who wrote it? I picked him at random, so we're gonna have to take a second to like get the get the thing in my head. But I feel like I could do it. I feel like I'm gonna fucking nail this. Okay, I have the answers before me. I've we'll see. We'll see. <laughs> shit, shit the bed on this one. But let's go. Let's go. It's gonna be fun. Okay. Okay. Should we wait? Okay. I'm just gonna do it in random order. I uh, yeah. Sanity. Sanity is an easy one because this album is fucking lightning fast until Mm -hmm. like it gets to sanity. And I think that the the word choice and the pace of the song would only dictate that Greg Graffin wrote it. No. Oh, for one, ladies and gentlemen. Oh, for one. Okay, then fuck yeah. Oh, shit. I knew I was going to shit the bed on this. Let's do this. All right. Next. Really? Really. Okay, okay cool. I double-checked these, too. Next, uh, Big Bang. Big Bang is an inherently fast song. Um, oh, but now I'm all fucked up. <laughs> because where Greg Graffin is not only a punk rock singer uh-huh. and a punk rock band. Yeah. He's also the head of evolutionary biology at UCLA that holds like two PhDs or some shit like mm-hmm. that. The guy's pretty smart. Yeah. So when you get into songs like big bang, big crunch, mm-hmm. you know, there's no free lunch, kneel down and pray. Mm-hmm. Here comes your judgment day. I want to, I want to say Greg. No. Fuck. <laughs> this is going to be terrible. Well, shout out to Brett. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I picked like five fucking Brett songs. This is not going to be good. Next this is embarrassing. Is uh, Henchman. Stranded. <laughs> like, it's so fast and it's so <laughs> off the fucking thing that my whole theory has gone to shit now. And I fucking know nothing about this band. I shouldn't even do a fucking podcast about music because I'm stupid. But it's so fucking fast. I'm sticking to my guns and I'm going to say Brett wrote that shit. No, that was Greg. Unfucking real. I had this whole theory. I almost don't want to do the next two, but if I've been wrong this far, fuck, let's keep going. Fuck. It's so fat. Okay. Okay. Uh, I want to conquer the world. I feel bad. It's one of my favorite songs of all time. If you came to conquer, you'll be king for a day, but you two will deteriorate and quickly fade away. Ah, oh, fucking... That's no control. <laughs> Those are lyrics off a different way. And I want to conquer the world. Give all the idiots a brand new religion. 
I love this fucking album so much. Now I can't feel like I know anything. And now I'm like embarrassed because I've gotten the Aww. first three wrong. No, it's totally <laughs> cool. Like this is just put me in my place. Is all I've been asking. <laughs> right. Like I've never said that I'm an authority on anything <laughs> at all. I just speak fast and confidently about anything that I'm saying. But like mm -hmm. uh, too much. Like if you didn't know then yeah it sounds like i know what i'm talking about mm. i'm a fucking idiot you're not an idiot jackie <laughs> this 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 discretion will not stand <laughs> and i'm gonna dive deep into bad religion and just understand who wrote these songs and why mm -hmm. but i want to conquer the world fuck i'm just gonna throw it out there i just uh, um okay so i think it's mm, so i'm gonna say it's a greg song no i fucking suck at this <laughs> I fucking suck I at this. <laughs> I don't enjoy doing this to you. No, this is great. Like it's cool. Like it's put it like I'm not I'm not blushing or anything like that. Like I I never once said that I was an authority. Right? We know nothing about music. This podcast is about sharing music with your friends and I'm not an authority on it by any means. Mm -hmm. But I am embarrassed. Well, we have one more oh, for fuck. you to redeem yourself. No, with. I'm not. I want to get him. I want. I want to be O for five across the board because, like, my whole theory is just going to shit. Well, this could be all or nothing. <laughs> all right. <laughs> okay. The last one's. I want something more. I picked that. Yeah. It's a good song, I guess. I want something more. Now, now I don't know. I'm disillusioned and let down by myself. Like my own intuition now is like is 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 picking at at its at its own brain. What the fuck? Don't overthink it. Well, I can't. No, so I'm just gonna say Brett because I've, yes. I've lost. Hey, I got one based on just fucking chance. Okay, so if I flip a coin, I can get one for five. I should. In the world won't stop. I don't know why, but I think it's a better song than. And I want something more. But what are you gonna? What are you, what gonna, are you do? gonna do? I mean, all I've, all I've can signify. All I can tell the world, is how great this album is, and that you should fucking go listen to it if you haven't. If you have, then, you know, then you get to laugh at how little I know about it. But <laughs> it doesn't mean you know little about it. Oh no no. The, well, the thing is, is that like I've been listening to this album religiously for, religiously. probably yeah, bad religiously <laughs> for like. Um, I don't know, the better part of 20 years? Yeah. <laughs> Pretty fucking but close just because to. you don't know who wrote each individual No, I know, song, but I thought this was going to be a cool segment for the show, and I was like, I kind of got it. Like, in my head, like, <laughs> I, I have this theory broken down without <laughs> testing it at all that I know just by the pace and the tempo of the of the song and of the lyrics being sung that i could nail it and i feel like when we did this like a dry run before yeah. i did pretty good yeah when we were doing it just when we were listening to the to the album you maybe that's what it is. i'm just gonna yeah uh, maybe I, yeah, I don't know we were i don't know listening to it yeah but regardless i'm embarrassed that's a good time to land the plane i think because <laughs> i want to get the fuck off um no i'm not no i don't know i'm all I can say basically is that um, the regardless of how bleak the record might seem and the sense that you, we, we you have no control um, I think and even the world won't stop like exactly too, right yeah. and that's the way that I've always looked at it like um, the the last song is the world won't stop without you and that shit is the coolest thing to me the same thing as like life won't wait grab the day by the balls and mm -hmm. do something with it you know what i mean there's a sense of urgency in how fast these drums and how fast they, like all the music is that when you add those lyrics behind it that mm -hmm. gives me that feeling like you better get up and fucking do something mm -hmm. and it's funny and maybe uh, not like change the world or anything but just like make a stupid podcast in your bedroom with your friends or, yeah. or whatever right like that's and like, i think the idea of not having control like uh like as someone who gets pretty like severe anxiety oddly enough like sort of opposite of what you might expect because anxiety is sort of it stems from feeling like you don't have control but then if you yeah. for me anyways if I remind myself that I don't I no one has control over anything and anything could happen at any moment that is more like calming yeah. Like it's it turns into a positive thing even though it's on its the face of it it seems like chaotic and stressful that it can really be just a calming thing when you just accept that mm -hmm. you don't know 
what's going to happen ever well, I at think, any like, second. A lot of the anxiety that I get comes from the fact that, like, if I'm not doing anything, right? I love smoking weed, but, the like, if I just smoke it and sit down and do mm-hmm. nothing, then, like, in my head, I know that, like, I'm capable of doing yeah. things, like, creatively without... Um, a pen and a pad or like a, an easel and a paintbrush or something like mm-hmm. that right like a lot of that shit happens up here so if i'm not actively thinking about jokes or i'm not actually thinking about you know a story or something that like i want to do then creatively i'm letting myself down yeah and a lot of that anxiety comes from that in the sense that like oh am i too old like is your best shit behind you or you know whatever right you mm-hmm. get all those like what ifs yeah and like basically what something like this kind of does is remind you like kick the fucking door down shut up go do something cool mm-hmm. because like the world's not going to stop like without you yeah. You know what I mean, right? You are going to die. This is a ball flying through space at a ridiculous speed. And mm-hmm. the 40 hours a week that you feel like you need to work to get to the... Th- or whatever, right? Like, if that's what gives you comfort in life, then fuck yeah, go and do it, right? But if that's what you feel like you're forced into doing yeah. and it brings you nothing but sadness and discomfort, then you better go and fucking do something else. Yeah, because find a way at the end of the it. day, we're just fucking space Don't, dust. Don't, like, waste your life being unhappy. We're going to die. And then something's going to eat us, maybe. And then they're going to, like, poo us out. And then, like, maybe we'll be, like, fertilizer for, like, a leaf or something. I don't know. Yeah. But, like, the light's (laughs) off, and I don't think that my consciousness... is gonna go on past this body and also i don't fucking think it deserves to <laughs> like, between the two of us <laughs> you know so like if 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 that's the case that i can find comfort in that when like maybe other people could find like maybe like despair or like um this whole thing is worthless i think that there's like a there's a ticking clock mm-hmm. you know and uh and, and fucking do something cool <laughs> show your friends a cool record yeah i think that's uh, that's the whole thing and on that note, um, yeah, is there anything you want to add? No, no, I liked the record. I'm glad that we re-recorded this episode. Fucking so glad. I think this is a lot I better I think it's anyway. a lot more coherent. <laughs> um, keep an eye out for the Lost Tapes because like, I think I'm wearing the same t-shirt. Like, we'll, we'll, we'll do the... <laughs> we could maybe cut something in seamlessly and maybe, be like... Maybe, uh, yeah. <laughs> we do talk about a squid in space, like space squid. We talked about space jellyfish. Space jellyfish, yeah. We probably for the entire episode. You know what? Yeah, I Maybe think we fuck did it. like forty-five minutes on space jellyfish. We should sit, just say fuck it and uh, and 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 leave it for leave it for the real ones. You'll get this on uh, Show Me Yours demo tapes or uh, yeah, or, or if like uh, we'll put it put it on the Patreon. Well, yeah, this elusive Patreon wall that you keep uh, you keep teasing. I think we're gonna have to get listeners that, uh, that want to pay. Hey, if you're if you're watching this fucking subscribe to our our channel please i'm that would be very there's a cool. lot more people watching than are subscribing and not only that um just interact with please. us please like if you want to if you want us aggressive. to go like and or do a record that that we haven't heard and maybe we'll mm-hmm. do like a fan subscribe maybe like a, a fan recommended episode that we're mm-hmm. both kind of um th- there's so many cool ideas that we can do yeah um and uh yeah that's it oh um local band shout out I think it's something that, or just like new music shout out. Yeah. I've been listening to um, uh, a lot of bands. I'm going to get the name wrong, so I'm going to do it on the next episode because I don't want to dig it up right now. But mm-hmm. there's a new band that's been signed to Kind of Cool Records, and they're a local band from, um, or the local record label from Vancouver. And the new band has a fucking album that slaps. It fucking rips like really hard, but I cannot remember the name of that, so I'm going to listen to it. We're going to plug it on the next episode. Stay tuned. And before that, um, ATD, A Total Disappointment is uh fucking fantastic band and if you want just like good solid hardcore with some um some real fun moments and some real heavy fucking tough sounding guitars um they're a local band and um i've i've met a few of them on on multiple occasions they're actually really good fucking dudes too so nice. um yeah like us like their shit listen to more listen share, to bad religion yeah share with your friends um yeah that's it that's it all right let's get the fuck out of here <laughs>